But a cow gets lost one nibble at a time. Small steps that take us away from where we know we are supposed to be. Small things that happen in life, small things that we're taught, small things that we're shown that take us from those real basic, simple childhood songs, Jesus loves me, this I know, to a point where we go, I'm not sure Jesus loves me. I'm not sure if I'm ready for this Lord to come back. I'm not sure whether I'm using my talents in the right way. Will I be the one cast in the outer darkness? And yet again, those childhood songs remind us, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Jesus loves you. Now this is one example of how we can somehow get to a point of going, well, maybe I forgot that message. Susan and I in, in Somerville, South Carolina. We had a, a weekend revival. Had a priest from England come and lead us in some kind of teaching and was preaching for the weekend. And, and in, in the process of talking about how God kind of shapes us, molds us, brings us back. Shared this story that, that it was my sense that the people gathered there bought into it. And thought, yeah, that is how God works. Then you reflect on it, you go, boy, no, maybe, maybe I don't think God actually works that way. And I wonder why people seem to buy into it so much. What he said essentially was, you know, there, there are all those things where, you know, we wander away from God. And sometimes when, when hardship hits us, it's because God is doing something to try to bring us back. So he claimed that among shepherding people, when they have a sheep that wanders away, it endangers the rest of the flock. The sheep gets its head stuck in something, the rest of them follow, the next thing you know, they all have their heads stuck in the thicket, and they're all in danger. So he claimed that what shepherds will do in these societies is break the leg of a wayward sheep, and then take that wounded sheep, bandage up the leg, and carry it around on his shoulders until it heals. And that sheep will see that shepherd as a savior. And you think about that, and you go, that's not the way God works, is it? Cosmic child abuse. <laughs> but somehow, people have been told something about God using violence, of God using punishment, of God intentionally hurting people. And slowly, somehow, this group of lovely Christians had moved from Jesus loves me, this I know, to watch out, God will break your leg. When you look at this story from Matthew's Gospel, Matthew has Jesus telling a parable. And in this parable, there is this master who gives five talents to one servant, two talents to another, and a third servant gets one talent. And then he comes back and has an accounting of what's been going on while he was away. Now, I don't remember how many times I've heard this story told and preached but it seems to be always what people focus on is, did you use what you were given? 
Did you use what you were given? Where we take that, that Greek word talent and we think it means like talents we have, like your singing ability, your cooking ability, your ability to tell good jokes or bad jokes, your talents. That's not what it means. But that's often the way it's described. And, and, and it's, it's said that that one slave that got the one talent and buried it that that person failed to do what's required of all of us. It's often how I hear that. And if you fail to use your talents, there will be judgment. You'll be thrown out into the outer darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You've heard that? Yes? yes. Okay. All right, just want to make sure you've heard that before. Why do we hear it that way? Why do you receive it that way? What happened to that child in you and all of us that sang that wonderful song, Jesus loves me, this I know? Where did that Jesus go? Where did that God go? Because Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Where did that God go? Why do we have a situation now where this one person is being cast out? Doesn't Jesus love that person? Let's look at that story again. See this master who has this treasure gives the equivalent of a hundred years of wage. Five talents is one hundred years of income to one of the servants. Now, when you're talking to poor people, you know, these poor people that are hanging out with Jesus, and he goes, hey, there's this rich master who has money. And for no apparent reason, went up to this one servant and said, here, I want you to have a hundred years worth of wages. You say, yes. yay. <laughs> right? Don't we? Isn't that wonderful? Maybe. Goes up to another servant and says, here, you have 40 years worth of wages. Who, me? Yes, you. Why'd you do that? Cuz. <laughs> because I love you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. And to the third, 20 years of wages. Um... Finance committee? <laughs> Do it. Yeah, 100 or 40 or, or 20. What a wonderful, generous thing that this master has done. Did you catch that? Did you catch that in the telling the story? Or do you go right to that one where there's that person who says, well, I thought you were some harsh, evil person. And so I thought I was going to fail you and you would do something harsh and evil to me. So I didn't do anything with the money you gave. Did you get to that point? Did you, did you not see how generous this master is? You see, if you, if you believe that God is generous and kind and Jesus loves you, there's no fear. There's no fear. 
You see, it's the servant who says, I heard that you're harsh. I heard that you're angry and punishing. I've been told that about you. I've been told that about you. That you come like a thief in the night and you're going to smite me if you catch me doing something wrong. So I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to play it safe. That's what I think is safe. You see, when the master, after hearing what this servant has said about you being this harsh man who takes what's not yours, I just gave you all of how do you call me cruel and harsh? Where did you get that from? Because there's nothing in the story to support that conclusion. The master poses it as a question. So you've heard that? I am that? Where'd you get that from? Well, those good church people told me that. Because oftentimes it's the church that does that. That's why I think all of us need to remember those real early lessons about God. That's why when you find something threatening or producing anxiety in the scriptures or somebody tells you that, you know, something you're suffering through is, is God's will for you to make you into something that God wants, what's the story that should be going to your head? Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. And knowing that, my friends, do not fear.